I'm Misty Seibel, your host. Welcome to Sweet Home Seibel. Happy Tuesday, friends. I know I've said this probably at like every other episode, but today's episode is actually going to be probably the shortest one I've made. There's not a lot of content behind it, but it's a, a point that I want to get across. So let's just jump right in. Today we're talking about why the way you talk to yourself matters. First, I want to ask you, how do you usually talk to yourself? What tone of voice do you use? What type of verbiage do you use? When you talk to yourself, what is the goal? Are you trying to be supportive? Are you trying to be loving and compassionate? Or are you getting on yourself for not doing something right? Are you blaming yourself? Are you victimizing yourself? This isn't a new idea. Actually, everything in my podcast is not a new idea. It is out there in all variations of the way. But in my mind, I think that even if you've heard it somewhere else in a different way, if I can tell it to you in the way that I view it, maybe it'll ring true for you this time. Okay, so we're going to start with this. I've said in my other podcasts that you have to align your actions to meet your goals. So whatever you are acting on should be in congruence with whatever your goal is that you're trying to achieve. But we're going to take it one step back because your actions have to come from somewhere and they come from your thoughts. And your thoughts really drive everything that you do. If your thoughts are positive and uplifting and supportive, you're more likely to take that next step, to take that chance in the direction of your dreams. You're more likely to do the action that is most aligned with your goals. If your thoughts and your self-talk are, that'll never work for me, I'll never succeed, you're less likely to take action to get towards your goals and your dreams. And that's not what I want for anybody listening. I want everyone to go out and believe and really think that they can achieve their dreams because technically you can you know you're you're the only person in your way (laughs) we don't like to hear that because then that means we have to work on ourselves to be able to get out of our way but it's true we're going to go through two examples of what self-talk means how it affects you internally but then also how it affects the people around you and how they treat you think about it this way If you, in your self-talk, are supportive, you have faith in yourself, and you believe in yourself, don't you think that people around you will then also start to support you and believe in you and have faith in you? And I can hear people saying, well, if even if you don't believe in yourself, I'm sure you have somebody in your life that believes in you. And that may be true. But put yourself in that other person's shoes. If you know someone who says they want to better themselves, says they want to do X, Y, and Z, but they're not actually making changes to be that way, they're not trying to better themselves, they're not trying to move forward to a better life, they don't believe in themselves, would you believe in them still? If they're not making the moves to better their life, why should you support them to make moves to better their life? That should come from them first. So then if you're this person and you're watching a friend, and maybe they don't say so much that they want to better their lives, but they're making actions to better their lives. So they are 
believing in themselves, putting faith in what they're doing, and they're progressing, and they just keep going and keep succeeding. That is somebody that's easily able to be supported. If I saw someone trying to better themselves, trying to better their lives, I would be like, you know what? I want to support you because you're doing good things. You clearly want better for yourself, so I then in turn want better for you. Here's an example. I want to believe that I'm a good parent. I want to be a good parent. In order to be a good parent, I have to tell myself that I'm a good parent. So remember, the thought comes, which then makes the action aligned with that goal of being a good parent. So my thought to my subconscious mind, because your subconscious mind is basically ruling everything that you do, if you continuously tell yourself over and over and over and over, I'm a good parent. I'm a good parent. I'm a good parent. And you do it even in situations where you really didn't have a great parent moment, your subconscious mind will start to believe that. And then in turn, your actions will start to line up with that. So you start to embody what a good parent looks like to you because good parents, there's no rule right or wrong on what a good parent is. But in your mind, whatever you think that is, you're starting to embody If I say I want to be a good parent, but I'm not telling myself that and I'm not actively making strides in the right direction to be a good parent, everyone else is going to notice that. They're going to see me question myself as a parent. They're going to see me cry and feel sorry for myself. And there's only so many times that you can do that in front of other people until they're like, okay, enough is enough. If I'm embodying the idea that I'm a good parent, Everyone around me is going to see that. I think it's a little bit easier than to support that person. If I tell people over and over, I want to be a good parent, you know? I want Marlo to like her mom. There's only so much of that I can say to other people before they get sick of hearing it. It's like, okay, shut up and do it already. Another example, body image and body image confidence. If you wake up every morning and you program yourself to believe that you are beautiful, you are worthy, and you love every single inch of your body, your actions start to embody that idea. If you grow an inner confidence, whatever size, whatever shape, whatever silhouette, everything starts from within. If you are confident with yourself, those bullets of negativity about your body will bounce off of you. Because if you believe that you are beautiful in your skin, then guess what? You're beautiful in your skin. And you don't need that external validation and you don't need that external support. But what will happen is because you have that inner confidence, it radiates outward. And then they probably subconsciously are seeing that and either want to A, embody that themselves, so then they begin to work on their own body confidence, Or B, they say, wow, you know, you really love the skin you're in, don't you? And that's nice to hear too. So when we're thinking about how we talk to ourselves, sometimes it sounds like I could work out to make me feel better versus I will work out to make me feel better. I shouldn't be mean to my mom versus I will not be mean to my mom. When something bad happens, especially, is when the self-talk should be extra positive. So again, in the situation of being a good parent, if something happens, either by accident or a mistake, 
this is okay, I'm learning, I'm growing, and I'm still a good parent. Versus, I can't believe I did that. I'm not a good parent. How am I going to do this for 18 more years? Reprogramming your subconscious mind is all about how you talk to yourself. I think I said in my last podcast episode, or maybe two back, that the subconscious mind is like the hardest thing to crack because it's basically your deepest, darkest, like innate traits that you were raised on before you even could decide what's in it. So there's already so many seeds that have been planted for years and years that are probably negative and everyone's is different. It's not like we all are negative about our body. We're not all negative about how we view ourselves as parents, but something within your subconscious mind is probably telling you you're not good enough. That's what we wanna try to reprogram. If we continuously talk ourselves up, stay positive, uplifting and supportive of ourselves first and foremost it changes everything around us first it changes inside of us and then that radiates to our outside world so i'm going to ask you again how do you talk to yourself when you're by yourself what's your tone of voice what verbiage do you use if you're interested and you don't have to be nothing i say is something that you absolutely have to believe in or have to take with you and do But if you're interested in knowing how you talk to yourself, try and sit down and write yourself a love letter of everything that you are proud of yourself for, anything that you've accomplished, overcome, anything good going on in your life that you created, write it down. Let your mind go and just keep writing as long of a list as you can. And then whenever you're feeling a little bit sad or you're not believing in yourself or a bunch of negative thoughts just keep barreling you down, take the love letter out and read it. It sounds so cheesy. And you know, it kind of is, but it's worth it if you do it. And I can't describe to you why, because everyone's is a little bit different, but I can say from experience that I have done it and it has saved me A few times, I would say. (laughs) Reading a love letter to myself has saved me a few times in my negative spiraling thoughts. The quicker you can pull yourself out of that negative space, the more you're retraining your subconscious mind to believe in yourself, to have faith in yourself, and to support yourself so that you can reach those goals and those dreams that I know every single one of you has. I told you guys it was going to be short, and I promised it this time. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can email me, sweethomesybel at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram at mistyseibel. Until next time, thanks for listening to Sweet Home Seibel. Mm-hmm.